0: Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for having me here at Hope. Today, my name is Kelly Johnston, and uh, I serve as the pastor of children and family ministries at Naperville Covenant Church, about 40 minutes that way. Um, I've got my family here with me today, my husband Greg. Uh, We have twin sons, Parker in the front, Silas in the back. (laughs) They are almost nine. Hi, Cy. Um, And then uh, our uh, third son, Oren, who just turned six a week ago. Uh, And uh, we're just glad to be here with you guys today. Um, Before I jump into uh, my message, let's just take a moment to pray. God, thank you so much for this place, this space, these people, and uh, your presence with us. We thank you so much for your word that was just read Uh, the gift of uh, your word passed on to us through the centuries, through the workings of your Holy Spirit. And I pray as we reflect on your word together now, Lord, that it would be that same Holy Spirit that uh, inspires us, that opens our minds and our hearts to what you would have us uh, learn, take away, think about, act on, whatever it might be, God. We trust you in this time, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, um, thank you for taking a little break from your, I realize you've been doing a sermon series on uh, the Beatitudes, and we're gonna take a little break uh, today. And uh, what I wanna talk about is Psalms as a soundtrack for the journey of life. And I wonder if any of you, we're about halfway through summer, if any of you have been on a road trip yet this summer? Raise your hand if you've been on a road trip yet this summer, yeah? How far did you guys go? Oh, up to the UP, to the UP. That's, that's a solid day's drive, yeah. Who else said they had been on a road trip? Where'd you go? Door County, also a, a, a decent drive. You've been up to Door County too? Not this summer. All right, all right. Yeah, we, uh, our family does a lot of road trips. Um, we haven't been on one really quite yet this summer. In fact, I don't know, driving to Orland Park is probably one of the longest drives we've taken yet this summer. <laughs> But uh, we, my husband's from Colorado, and uh, there's been a couple summers where we have driven from uh, here. Well, actually, I guess it was from Nebraska. Did we ever drive from here to Colorado? We did, yeah. Um, we lived in Nebraska for a number of years. I served as a pastor there as well. So we've, we've put in our time on the road. And for me personally, one of the things that keeps me going on the road, uh, I can remember even from uh, being a young child when my family did the road trip of all road trips and we moved from Massachusetts to Arizona, um, is music. Music is what keeps me going on a, a road trip. I went to Wheaton College, not too far from here. That's actually where Greg and I met each other. But my home at the time was in Tucson. And, you know, when you're a college kid and you go home, you you don't pay for a hotel, right? Like, you just drive. And um, I would always get real serious about my playlist for that road trip because it could literally save my life, right? Like, the fastest time we drove from Wheaton to Tucson was 27 hours, which I know sounds really long, but that's really fast, <laughs> and, um, and so I would get, this was back in the day, you know, before we had like streaming music. We did have digital music, um, so I'd get on my computer and I'd like burn the CDs, you know, and I'd have my like, my four like road trip mix CDs. I'd have some other CDs that I like checked out from the library or maybe bought at a record store as well. Um, but those, uh, those playlists uh, really got, got me through some long drives. <clears throat> And uh, making playlists has been just like a hobby of mine, uh, and really an art form I would say, <laughs> for for a long time. Uh, like it was a big step in mine and Greg's relationship when like I made a mix CD for him. Yeah, <laughs> and in an exchange of friendship, uh, and whatever else the relationship might be, uh, receiving a mix can be very um, meaningful as well. I had never listened to Joni Mitchell until Greg made his mix CD for me and put uh, Joni Mitchell on there. She's one of my favorites now. So, um, anyway, music. I could go on and on about music. Music is powerful, music carries us through so many different moments in life, right? And that was part of why I gave Eric that conversation question. If you had to make a soundtrack for your life, uh, what would be some of the songs on it? And I think it could be an interesting experience. In fact, um, one of our former uh, staffers at Naperville Covenant, Diana Schifflett, wrote a book called Spiritual Practices in Community. She has a lot of great suggestions in there on how to kind of live out our spiritual life together. And one of her suggestions is to, uh, to come up with a soundtrack for your life if you had to think back on the journey of your life and what you've been through, the ups and downs, what are some songs along the way that have helped you make sense of what you were going through or that helped you get go- keep going or maybe helped you stay awake, so to speak, uh, as you might on a road trip. So on this journey of life, what are, what are some songs? They don't have to be Christian songs. They could be songs that you just, you felt so deep in your soul and we know that God, you know, God wired us to, to connect with what is deep within us that God has, has wired in us through the Holy Spirit, through music of all kinds. Um, and so for me, uh, that's definitely something that I, I resonate a lot. So I hope that it resonates with a few of you here today. Um, but what I really want to talk about is what I think is, is the soundtrack, the playlist that God has given us in the Psalms right in the middle of our Bibles. We have 150 chapters. Um, these, some of them are real short, some of them are a whole lot longer, um, and these are, are the songs of God's people that they have sung to get them through life, to get them through the journey of life for centuries. Um, the people of Israel sang these songs. Quite literally, we might say it was a road trip playlist even for them because while the Psalms had their origin, many of them had their origin in um, Israel and you know maybe the, the Temple of Solomon, uh, these Psalms were really, the, the book itself, scholars tell us, was, was formed as the Israelites took that road trip to Babylon, to exile. And in that time of being disoriented, Um, of losing their grounding, losing their bearing. It was having the prayers and the songs of their people uh, that kept them going. And so they even asked uh, in the words of Psalm 137, which is also a song on one of our playlists, um, how can we sing the songs of God in a foreign land? You guys know the song by the rivers of Babylon where we sat down and there we wept as we remembered Zion. A, a, ironically, it's a song <laughs> where the people of God are saying we've been displaced from our homeland, and these people want us to sing. How can we sing? And yet, in the middle of Scripture, we have these songs that God's people, through the the hardships that they endured, they still figured out a way to keep singing and to keep praying. And it's because these prayers, these songs, keep them, keep us grounded in God's truth and God's love and God's great story for us and for our world. Eugene Peterson wrote a book called Answering God, the Psalms as Tools for Prayer. And he talks about how um, uh, just one of the things that's distinctive about being a human is that we make tools. And prayer itself is a tool that, that helps us. Uh, the, excuse me, psalms are a tool that help us pray. Um, he writes, Prayer is language used in personal relation to God. It gives us utterance to what we sense or want to or respond to before God. God speaks to us. Our answers are our prayers. The answers are not always articulate. Silence, sighs, groaning, these also constitute responses, these also constitute prayers. The answers are not always positive. Anger, skepticism, curses, these also are responses, these also are prayers. But God is always involved whether in darkness or light, whether in faith or despair. This is hard to get used to, Peterson writes, our habit is to talk about God, not to God. We love discussing God, but the Psalms resist these discussions. They are not provided to teach us about God, but to train us in responding to God. We don't learn the Psalms until we are praying them. So." I wanna encourage you today, if you don't make it a regular practice of praying the Psalms, um, if there's anything woven through this message, I hope that that's one piece you take away, is to pray the Psalms, and to know that when you pray the Psalms, you are praying with God's people for centuries. You're praying with the people of Israel. The Psalms are the prayers that Jesus learned and prayed, and even from the cross, Jesus prayed the Psalms. But I wanna share with you for a moment um, for a few moments. One psalm in particular, which was just read, Psalm 42, that has meant a lot to me through, uh, through the seasons, through the ups and downs, um, especially in the last few years. And it's also just a really great psalm. If you have your Bible or a Bible app and you want to open back up to Psalm 42, I think it can be helpful to kind of see uh, what's going on in this psalm. Um, And part of what I love about this psalm is it encapsulates so much that I love about these prayers, these songs in the psalms. It starts out with an image. There's so much earthy imagery and metaphor in the psalms. It questions God. It it gives voice to despair and anguish, and yet it also has this foundation of, of hope and looking to God. There's words about memory and remembering God's faithfulness and then looking to God for the future as well. Um, So I won't reread the whole thing, um, but I will back up for just a moment and explain part of when this this psalm really um, took root in my heart in a new way. It's not like I had never read it before. In fact, the first verses is, The deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. Uh, Resonated as growing up in the desert. I mentioned that I um, grew up mostly in Tucson, Arizona. And... um, that those streams in the desert. Um, but about four and a half years ago, um, I began a journey with cancer. And I began a journey of uh, questioning my faith in a new way. Um, in November of 2017, my little guy Orrin was a year and a half. Uh, I was 34 years old. I had no history of cancer in my family. Um, I found a lump in my breast Um, found out that not only that lump was cancerous, but it had already spread to my liver and to some of the bones in my body as well, which is where breast cancer goes uh, when it becomes metastatic. So I was diagnosed with stage 4 metastatic breast cancer at the age of 34. I was told that this was a disease that could be managed, that there were treatments, multiple treatments, but it was not a disease that could be cured. And as you could imagine, as I'm sure some of you have faced various diagnoses and news like that, that was really hard to hear. (laughs) And uh, it gave me, on the one hand, a whole lot more uncertainty about life. I didn't know what course this disease would take. I didn't know how I would respond to treatment. I didn't know what the side effects would be like for me. And there's still so much that I just couldn't know about what the rest of my life would look like, right? But on the other hand, I had a certainty that I'd never had before with a metastatic diagnosis. You, basically, cancer's always gonna be a part of your life. Might be a small part, but it will always, <laughs> it'll always be there. Um, so even though I didn't know what the future holds, still don't know everything that the future holds, I know that in some way, I've got a journey with cancer. I've gotta figure out how I'm gonna walk this road and walk this journey. And so when I started my fight against cancer, like I said, I had great treatment options, so grateful for good doctors, um, a a great facility to go and sit and get treatment. But I also made a playlist because that's what I do when I start a new journey. And uh, I knew that if there was anything that I was gonna be able to get through this with, I had to keep my gratitude. Um, And I found that in the Psalms of still finding a way to say thank you to God each and every day, in spite of whatever hardship I was facing. So I made a playlist called Grateful for Life. And if any of you want it, shoot me an email, kelly at Napercove.org. I'd be happy to share it with you. If you need some music to keep you going, to remind you of uh, being grateful for life. Uh, And honestly, even when I couldn't necessarily pray, um, I listened to this playlist, um, almost every day, um, at least a few of the tracks, put on shuffle, whatever, and, uh, and it kept my heart in the right place as I was on this journey. Um, it, it helped me uh, give voice to my gratitude to God for life, for the gift of each day, uh, for my family, for my church, uh, for uh, all that God was providing for me in that moment and likewise the psalms helped give voice and give word to the prayers that i was having a hard time praying Um, i grew up in the church i'm a pastor's kid myself Um, i've always connected with god at least you know really since my faith came alive in around middle school Um, the scriptures are the place where i I met god the most Um, but as i was experiencing um, this disorientation of cancer um, something really shifted when I would open up the Bible and, and read whatever passage maybe my reading plan had for that day. It just, it just felt harder to connect with God and to feel God in that moment. Personally, I didn't really feel angry at God, although that's a very natural and acceptable emotion to experience when you're going through something hard. I mostly just felt sad. <laughs> and if I don't know if you guys speak Enneagram. But I'm an Enneagram 7. I am the joyful person. I do not like feeling sad. (laughs) And here cancer came, and I'm like, man, I am the sad person. Psalm 42 gave me words to pray, gave me permission to say, my soul is downcast, my soul is disturbed within me, I'm sad. And with the psalmist from hundreds of years ago, I can pray these words that I am sad, I am downcast. But, and sometimes you feel this more than others, right? I will pray with the psalmist put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Part of why I wanted you to have your Bibles or Bible apps open is that when you look at Psalm 42 and 43, which um, most scholars think that they used to all be one psalm and for some reason they got split up, three times this same refrain is repeated. Three times it is repeated, verse 5, verse 11, and then uh, Psalm 43, verse 5. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. And so in the heartache and the sadness of facing cancer, especially in those early days, this prayer, this psalm, this song was a gift to me from God, along with many other psalms. And still to this day, I mean, pretty much every day, um, it's just the psalms that I start with. I'm trying to, uh, I'm doing like a, a read through the Bible in the year plan, and I'm taking about like a month per week <laughs> because it's just hard to read that much. So I've been trying to like read First and Second Kings because I haven't really read through those in a while. But I always, every day, I've got to read some Psalms. I don't know about you guys. Uh, and as my journey has shifted, like I said, this uh, diagnosis was four and a half years ago. I've been through chemotherapy. I still have a because of the type of cancer I have. I have an ongoing treatment every four weeks. I get an infusion of some serious medicine. And praise be to God. It's doing its job. Um, I've had scans that are basically clear. Um, It's a little complicated. I don't know if any of you guys are medical people, but there's always these funny details. My doctor won't say that I'm (laughs) cancer-free, but I'm about as close to it as I could be at this stage, and I give praise and thanks to God for that. And so there's words from the Psalms for that as well. I can pray with the psalmist in Psalm 103, "'Praise the Lord, my soul.'" All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord my soul and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Psalms have given words to the hills and valleys of my journey, and I hope that For you, you can find words for the hills and valleys of your journey as well. I'm finding um, as I head towards 40 (laughs) that I'm resonating with some of the psalms that talk a little more about aging. Um, uh, Psalm 71 was one I was coming across just in this last week. Um, and it, it, if you read it, if, if, if you're thinking about getting older, um, it, it's one that says, do not cast me away when I am old. Do not forsake me when my strength is gone. It's kind of someone who's looking back on life. Uh, and in, in verse 20, the psalmist says, though you have made me see troubles, many and bitter, you will restore my life again. From the depths of the earth, you will bring me up. You will increase my honor and comfort me once more. There's that memory of God's faithfulness in the past and trusting and believing that God will continue to, continue to be faithful in the future. The Psalms also help us uh, learn the songs of other people. I loved that two of the songs you sang today, I did not know them at all, so you helped me learn a new song. Of course, I saw how they got right to Psalm 42, which is awesome. And so when we pray the psalms and we learn these songs, we can stand in solidarity with our brothers and sisters throughout time, right? And around the world. And so even if words from the psalms don't resonate with you in the moment where you are, maybe your soul doesn't feel downcast or uh, your heart broken, but someone somewhere is, was experiencing that. And they took that and turned it to God in prayer, in a song. And so I'm learning to uh, sing the songs of others as well Uh, and uh, finding voice for um, some of these crazy times that we're living in, Uh, finding prayers to stay centered and grounded on God and looking to God for hope and provision even as we try to navigate uh, what life is like in 2022. So friends, I just want to encourage you uh, to find your song in the Psalms, uh, to find words that resonate with you, but then also perhaps pray the Psalms when they don't feel comfortable and use that prayer as a way to be in solidarity with your fellow believers uh, across the world and throughout time. And as you do that, may you be grounded in God's goodness, in God's story, carrying you through this road trip of life. Jesus himself sang these songs, and he cried out from the cross the words of Psalm 22 at the end of his life. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And if you go and read that, you will see that even in Psalm 22, there's anguish, there's deep feeling, and yet there's also praise Praise to God, the one who hears the cries of those who are suffering. So let's join with Jesus. Let's join with our ancestors in the faith and our brothers and sisters around the world in praying the Psalms. I'd like to close by praying for you. God, we thank you so much for your faithfulness to us that even in the ups and downs of our lives, You are our rock. You are our refuge. You are gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and full of love. I thank you for the words of the Psalms that help fill in the blanks for us. And I just want to pray for my brothers and sisters here at Hope Covenant. You know their souls you know the journeys that they are each on today and they have been on and god i pray lord that you would show yourself as a faithful shepherd that you would show yourself as a a steady rock a firm foundation i pray that you would show yourself as a, a loving parent carrying them through whatever they're facing today pray for healing. I pray for restoration. I pray for courage. I pray for wisdom. We know, Lord, that you can provide all these things. And so we give you thanks and praise, and we put our hope in you, our Savior and our God. In Jesus' name, amen.